Listen to the Catholic Morning Show weekday mornings at 7 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Pastor of Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines, Father P.J. McManus for our Ask Father P.J. segment. Good morning, Father. Good morning, John. All right, we've got three questions that have come in. Question number one comes to us from a friend of mine, actually. She says, if God can heal all sickness, why doesn't he just do it? Well, he does. It's called death. <laughs> yeah. um, I, and I'm only saying that half nightly. This this operates on the presumption that uh, sickness or illness or suffering is itself um, an irredeemable evil, yeah. and we don't believe that. Uh, so, so sickness, injury, illness, death, misfortune, sufferings of all sorts, interior and exterior, um, these are genuine deprivations. They're natural evils that occur in the course of human life. Uh, but they're not all bad. Uh, very often, it's the experience of sickness, illness, suffering, or death that saves the soul. Mm. There's a reason that uh, the martyrs of the church are always shown with the instruments or tokens of their martyrdom, right? So, 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 so Lawrence was saved by the gridiron on which he died mm. because he went to the gridiron with faith, hope, and love uh, in eternal life through Jesus Christ. Right. So, so, so physical healing is a real thing in the life of the church. It's a manifestation of God's power. It shows his providence and, uh, and the, the dynamics around, um, illness and death, uh, often only like the, the whys, which is what the person is understandably asking. Um, the whys are, uh, are often only known in hindsight. You're only able to discern what God is doing well after the thing is already done. Right. Um, my own mother uh, suffered for many, many years with a, a, a bone marrow ailment and she she didn't produce blood. So she lived off of blood transfusion. Mm. And um, and when she would go to the blood to the infusion center, she would spend her time uh, praying the rosary for whoever had donated the blood. Wow. And she grew to have this deep devotion to the precious blood, mm. which never existed before in her life, as far as I could tell. Um, but, 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 it, but it was all wrapped up in her illness and none of that would have happened if she'd been miraculously healed the day after she was diagnosed or something. That's really powerful. My goodness. What a, what an example for you as a priest too, to see that. It was very powerful. It was very powerful. And so as you know, as I've had my own experiences with illness and suffering, you know, I, I had to have major surgery on both feet a couple of years ago and it was very inconvenient and it handicapped my ministry in important ways and it was it was embarrassing to like have to run around the altar on a scooter and <laughs> but um but it was also really good for me and it made me much more uh, not just sympathetic but empathetic with the suffering especially of the sick and the elderly that i visit um it allowed me to be patient you know we use we we, uh, we don't have to pay attention to the words we use that word patient um means right like both in the sense of having patience and also being the person who like is being doctored on or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, and they both come from the Latin patio, which is where we get passion from. Mm. And, uh, and of course it's the passion of the Lord Jesus, the suffering that is that saves us. Wow. Beautiful. Second question. Uh, the listener asks, I want to go deeper in my prayer life. I currently pray for 10 minutes a day, but have no real devotions. What would you suggest as a good starting point, Father? 
of the rosary, of course. Yes. <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm only saying that sort of half flip. Uh, far and away, the most popular devotion in the whole history of the church, east, west, north, south, center, left, right, up, down, is the rosary. And there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, are there some people who simply temperamentally seem not to like it? There are, but most of them I find it, it's, it, 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 it's more them than it's the rosary. Sure. <laughs> like, and, and, and eventually something takes, right? Um, uh, the, the rosary is this uh, supernal gift to the church, which allows us to sort of carry the whole of the scriptures in our pocket, on our person, wherever we go. And the constant repetition of the Our Fathers, the Hail Marys, and the Glory Bees, which are, are prayers that come from the scripture, so that the words of the word right on our own lips, God's words becoming our words, us speaking to God in the words that God gave us, um, that can't help but sanctify us. And turn our thoughts to heaven and, 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 and focus on the mysteries of, of, the, of the life, uh, death, and resurrection of the Lord and of his blessed mother. Amen. There are, of course, other devotions. And so, 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 so apart from like an advertisement for the rosary, like with the, you know, the word devotion, I think I, we talked about this a few weeks ago, um, right? Devoto, right? It's, it's from the will. Think like a Greek, hopelessly devoted, right? Mm. Like, it, 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 devotions are meant to touch the emotional side of our spiritual life. And so um, find the thing that actually moves you. And that might be a particular saint. It might be a particular Whitney. It might be, uh, you know, a, a lot of what's going on with um, like praise and worship music and adoration and stuff is basically devotional life. We just, people didn't, haven't called it that. And it might be slightly less structured or organized. Um, but yeah, find, find. Yeah. And try it. Right. And, and if it doesn't, if it's not working, um, I know there's some devotions that just don't, uh, for, for some, it, it doesn't work. Um, but more than anything, ask God, right. I mean, start there to go into that 10 minutes of prayer that you pray every day and just ask the Lord Jesus. And, um, we'll, uh, I, I have a feeling that he will he will answer some way, shape, or the, form. The, the, Go ahead. Yeah, the other thing about this is, uh, having done this for a while now, um, your devotional life changes over the course of a lifetime. So what's good for you right now might not be what's, what's helpful later. So, like, I, for a long time, just didn't really like Sacred Heart stuff. Uh, it might have been because the parish was our big rival in basketball when I was a kid, but... <laughs> But it, it, honestly, like especially as a seminarian, I like I found most of the images of the Sacred Heart to be sort of saccharine and uh, I thought shallow, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I I I just really didn't like it. And it wasn't until I came upon a statue of uh, the Lord seated as a table, but vested as the priest for Mass, breaking the host over the chalice as the priest does at Mass, but the chalice was his heart. The, the, rather the host, the loaf was his heart. Uh, it wasn't until it wasn't until that when I saw the broken heart of Jesus and realized that when I pray, Jesus meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. That what I'm really doing is seem to have my heart broken. Wow. That's when devotion to the Sacred Heart finally made sense to me. That so, but, is but, but, but powerful. I, probably thirty years without it, right? Holy Isn't that cow. cool? Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, question number three comes to us. Wow. Uh, they ask, if I am no longer a husband to my wife in heaven, does that mean I am no longer a father to my children in heaven as well? This is a really good question. 
it's a it's a it's a smart question. You know who asked it? No, I don't. My ten year old. Oh, your ten year old. My ten year old asked this question. Joseph. Well, he he comes he he, he comes by that precociousness honestly, but it's I had no life. idea how to answer this. Okay, he said, "Dad, if you're no longer a husband in heaven to mom, you guys aren't married. Are you going to still be my father?" I had no idea how to answer it. I think there's. I think there's two ways of answering it, and they and they they have to do with kind of the two sides of the equation, as it were. So, so part of it, what's the difference? Part of it is what's the difference between being a husband and being a dad. Yeah. And part of it is like what is what are, what are any of those categories mean in heaven, right? So, so part of the difference between being a husband and being a dad. Like obviously, it's possible to be a husband and not be a dad, or to be a dad and not be a husband, mm-hmm. right? So both of those are within the realm of possibility, um, and that's because parenting, whether it's mother or father, um, is a natural relationship, right? Um, it, it occurs in nature and it's established literally by our body, right? Mm-hmm. Like we come from people <laughs> and the people that we come from have natural rights over us and have natural obligations to us. Those things certainly endure um, even after death, which is why we say things like uh, we have a uh, a moral obligation to pray for our own dead. So if you're not praying for your deceased relatives, you're, you're committing a sin against charity. <laughs> like you have an obligation to pray for your dead people when they die in a way that you don't have an obligation to pray for somebody else's dead people. Why? Because they're your people. Yeah. Listen to the Catholic Morning Show weekday mornings at 7 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, or the Iowa Catholic Radio app.